I lost a sock. I lost a sock. I lost. I lost an umbrella. I lost a sock. I lost a toe. I lost my teeth. I lost a leg. I lost my dog. I lost an earring. I lost my father. I lost my voice. I lost my ticket. I lost the keys. I lost the map. I lost my wits. I lost my way. I lost my tongue. I lost the song. We're hearing a piece called Lost Objects, a contemporary oratorio, which is a fusion of Baroque music and modern soundscapes. In fact, there's even a live remix by DJ Spooky. But what's really interesting to me is the fact that this music has been co-composed by three composers, the founders of Bang on a Can, David Lang, Julia Wolfe, and Michael Gordon. Let's hear a little bit more of this piece that's been co-composed. Welcome to Relevant Tones, I'm Seth Bosted. That's part of a piece called Lost Objects, a contemporary oratorio with a libretto by Deborah Artman. There are several things that are interesting about that piece. For one thing, it's a fusion of Baroque music and modern soundscapes. And we're hearing a period instruments ensemble, Concerto Köln, but they're performing with four electronic instruments, three solo vocalists, a full choir, and my favorite part, 
a live remix by DJ Spooky, who is a professional DJ, but works a lot with classical composers. So that's definitely one of the interesting things about this piece, but it's not the only thing. What I think is really interesting about this piece is the fact that it's been co-composed by the three founders of Bang on a Can, David Lang, Michael Gordon, and Julia Wolf. This is something that happens in fiction. There's certainly a lot of books that have been co-written, happens in film. I think it happens in theater a lot, but not as much in music. When you think of composers, the image is always a solitary person scribbling away, working so hard on their piece. We don't really think of two or more composers working together, but it does happen from time to time definitely works here in this piece, Lost Objects. And so I thought I'd devote the show today to this concept of co-composed works that have been composed by two or more composers. There are a variety of reasons why composers might decide to work together. Sometimes the project just demands that the two composers collaborate. Sometimes they've always wanted to work together. And sometimes, as in the case of the next two composers I want to feature, well, they're married. <laughs> and so maybe they're thinking, why not work together? We hear about each other's pieces every night at the dinner table. We may as well work together on a piece. The piece that Zhou Long and Chen Yi wrote together is called Human 1839, and it is a large-scale symphonic work, basically a symphony in all but name. It's in four movements, and it's some of the most extroverted music you're ever going to hear. I mean, it is comprised of these incredible, sweeping, heroic gestures. It's, it's really wonderful music, and there is a reason that it sounds that way. 1839 is an important year in Chinese history. This is the year of the first opium war with the British. If you know a little bit about Chinese history, you know that the British were involved in the 1800s. They were making an awful lot of money on the opium trade, and they didn't necessarily care who it hurt. And so there were millions of Chinese who were addicted to opium. This was an enormous problem for the Chinese. After the first opium war, there were a couple of other opium wars, and eventually they were able to wrest their independence. So this is a very important moment in Chinese history because the hero, Lin Zexu, along with other citizens of Human, set fire to more than a thousand tons of British opium. If you can imagine that, a thousand tons. This immediately set off the first war. Eventually, China was able to wrest independence away from the British. So this is a big moment in Chinese history, and that's why the music is so, well, heroic in nature. We're going to hear the second movement, subtitled Allegro Ferrace. Here is the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Daryl Ang, to perform music that was co-written by husband and wife Zhou Long and Chen Yi. Thank you. 
That's stirring music. It is Allegro Ferrace, the second movement of the symphony Human, 1839, celebrating a key moment in Chinese history. We heard the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Daryl Eng, and the music was co-written by husband and wife composers Zhou Long and Chen Yi. And that's my theme on the program today, co-composed. If you think about a composer, I'm always interested in this. When you say the word composer, what comes to someone's mind? And having done some informal research over the years, usually at parties, what comes to mind generally is a bust on a piano, or uh, I think this comes from Sesame Street, but a solitary composer at the piano, hitting the piano in frustration (laughs) as uh, he or she tries to work on their masterpiece, which I think is a hilarious idea. This idea of the composer always as a solitary creature, but sometimes we do work together and the results are often fantastic. For example, two of my very good friends, Sam Scranton and Ellen McSweeney, are both composers and performers. They've been working together for a couple of years now on a wonderful project. I'm going to play something from their latest release, which is called Handful of Smoke. And actually, I should even call it their latest release because it hasn't been released. Ellen was good enough to get me these files, so there aren't so many people who have heard this yet. But I'm going to play a piece called Wrists, Arms, Knees. But before I do, here's a little bit from them about their process. They say our performance tools include percussion, tabletop violin, text, song, found objects, and electronics. Through a long-term working model of sonic experimentation and discussion, we co-compose and we memorize the music we perform. We then face off to perform the music at a low table covered with sound-making objects. Through our work, we seek to cultivate an atmosphere of ceremony, healing, intimacy, and attentiveness. They also say that audience members have described them as cozy, mesmerizing and a little bit goth which i like it's probably one of the funniest little (laughs) blurbs i've heard here is the piece wrists arms and knees from the forthcoming release handful of smoke it's music again co-composed by ellen mcsweeney and sam scranton and we're going to hear them performing as well
music that was not only co-composed, but also co-performed by Sam Scranton and Ellen McSweeney. They've had a really fruitful collaborative relationship for the last couple of years. And this piece is called Wrists, Arms, Knees. It's on a forthcoming release called Handful of Smoke. We were able to get a hold of the file before it comes out, and we're sharing it with you which I think is always a nice perk of having a radio program <laughs> that people send you their music like that. If you heard my description of what they're looking for, they're looking to create an atmosphere of intimacy, healing, uh, kind of ceremony. I think you can really hear that in that music. It's always a great experience to watch either of them perform. Let's turn now to an opera that was jointly composed by Philip Glass and Robert Moran. This is an interesting working process here, too, because what they decided to do was to trade off. So each person would write a different section, but then... To make it truly collaborative, they were each inspired by themes from the other. So Philip Glass would take a theme by Robert Moran, and he would use it in his section, and vice versa. So it's kind of difficult to know who did what, which I think is a fascinating concept, and in a way, sort of the point of co-composing something. The opera is called The Juniper Tree, and the libretto is based on a story by the Grimm Brothers, which turns out in the end the way all Grimm Brothers tales do, i.e. not very well. And I'm going to play two parts of it for you. Act 1, Birdsong, which is by Philip Glass, and Act 1, Epilogue, by Robert Moran. But remember, they're both using themes written by the other composer, so it's a little difficult to know who is who. I'm going to play both of them back-to-back because Birdsong is only two minutes and Epilogue is just over three. Here is the Juniper Tree Opera Orchestra to perform, led by Richard Pittman.
That's music that on first listen is kind of almost instantly recognizable. It sounds like Philip Glass. If you know his music at all, all the hallmarks are there. You can think, yep, that's definitely Philip Glass. And yet, in this case, it's not necessarily so clear because the piece was jointly composed with Robert Moran. And what the two composers thought would be fun is if each of them wrote their section on themes by the other composer. So we heard Act One, Birdsong, which is attributed to Philip Glass, but is on a theme by Robert Moran. And we heard Act One, Epilogue, attributed to Robert Moran, but on a theme by Philip Glass. So it's an interesting way to go about this idea of co-composing a work. It's an opera called The Juniper Tree, and the libretto is based on a story by the Brothers Grimm. I won't go into the whole details, but it's about as grim as any Brothers Grimm story. Suffice to say that the boy gets cooked into a stew at the end of it, which so often happens in Brothers Grimm stories. It's an interesting juxtaposition, isn't it? Because it's this dark story, and yet the music is effervescent, almost relaxing in that minimalist way of Philip Glass. And I think Robert Moran has a very similar style as well. We heard the Juniper Tree Opera Orchestra, led by Richard Pittman. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. My theme today is co-composed when two or more composers set out to work together on a piece of music. To subscribe to our podcast or for streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, you can visit relevanttones.com. My theme on the program today is co-composed. I heard the piece that I opened up the program with today by the founders of the Bang on a Can Ensemble, David Lang, Julia Wolf, and Michael Gordon. They had all three worked on the piece together, and I thought that's kind of an interesting topic for a show, because you don't think about composers working together very often. You think about composers striving in solitude so often, and yet every once in a while, composers do collaborate, and I think the results are really, really interesting. So I'm devoting the whole show to that today, co-composed. And the next piece I want to play, I think is especially interesting, because the two composers 
Lajaran Hiller, and Leonard Isaacson not only composed the piece together, but actually, well, I guess in a way they didn't compose the piece together. What they did was they made a computer program together that then composed the piece. <laughs> so this is called the Iliac Suite. We're going to hear movement three. And this is the first acoustic composition that was ever made on a computer. This was at the University of Illinois. So this is a computer-generated piece of music. And don't roll your eyes. <laughs> I think it's actually a really interesting piece of music. I wouldn't put it on the program if it was just computer-generated garbage. Trust me, it's a fantastic piece. I really enjoy it. And in fact, there's a whole thing on their website, which is musicainformatica.org, about how they program the computer to think creatively. If you think of Deep Blue playing chess, you have to program the computer to think creatively. Well, it's the same thing here. And I think this third movement is especially effective, and it's performed by students from the University of Illinois. In fact, that's where Lajar and Hiller and Leonard Isaacson created the piece. Here's the third movement of Iliac Suite where the code was co-written by Lajar and Hiller and Leonard Isaacson and then composed by a computer.
That's music that was written by a computer all the way back in 1956. It's an interesting piece, isn't it? I don't know that it's, it works 100% all the way through, honestly, but there are some really interesting ideas there. I wonder if we could have a, a composer kind of run with some of those ideas. The thing that maybe breaks down is the development. I'm not sure that the computer develops the material as well as a human composer would, but nonetheless, there are some fascinating ideas there. The computer was co-coded. How would you say that? The computer was coded by two people working together, Lajarin Hiller and Leonard Isaacson. So it does fit my theme today of co-composed. Although they didn't exactly co-compose the piece, but they co-programmed the computer, which then composed the piece. We heard Iliac Suite, Movement 3, performed by students from the University of Illinois. It's a great performance. I think it's an interesting piece. Again, I, I really, when I first heard it, I, I really enjoyed it because some of the ideas, I think, are quite original. And so to know that that came from a computer in 1956, well, it was pretty interesting. Let's return, though, to music composed by humans in collaboration with other humans. This is a great orchestral piece called Aldeburg Festival Variations. So it is a theme in variations. And what happened was several composers were commissioned by the Aldeburg Festival to write a piece of music celebrating its great history. This is a very important music festival in England. And what they decided to do was take a famous medieval theme, Sumer is a Kumen Inn, which means exactly what it sounds like. Summer is coming. So it's kind of an upbeat, at least by medieval standards, theme. And it's been set by Oliver Newson. So we're going to hear that first, the actual setting of the theme for orchestra. And then we're going to hear variations by Judith Weir, Alexander Gare, and David Bedford. Here is the BBC Symphony Orchestra, led by Jacques Van Steen, to perform music by British composers.
theme and variations. So here the piece has been co-composed, but instead of each composer working together on an individual movement, they've each taken a different variation on a common theme. In this case, a theme going back to British medieval times, the 13th century, Sumer is a Kumen Inn. We heard the theme set by Oliver Newson for the orchestra, and then we heard variations by Judith Weir, Alexander Gare, and David Bedford. The BBC Symphony Orchestra performed, led by Jacques Van Steen. My theme on the program today is co-composed, this idea of composers working together for once, <laughs> leaving their solitary environments and working together. And we've heard a variety of different ways that composers do that. Could be a married couple like Zhou Long and Chen Yi, who probably exchange musical ideas nearly every day. Or like in the case of Philip Glass and Robert Moran, where they each worked on themes by the other, or the theme and variations where each composer contributes a variation to a common theme. There are a lot of ways that composers work together. We have just a little bit of time left in the program today, and I want to play as much as we can of this piece called It's Hard Even to Say It. And this is a piece that was co-written by Alex Temple and Jenny Olivia Johnson. I'm going to read a little bit of their process because I think this is really interesting. On Alex's website, she says, Jenny and I have known each other since 2007, and we spent a lot of time talking about the unreliability of memory. For this piece, we each repeatedly recorded ourselves describing a memory that's particularly uncertain and disorienting and then sent each other the results to be chopped up and reassembled. What a great idea. It's a fantastic piece. It's hard even to say it. Let's have a listen. This is music by Alex Temple and Jenny Olivia Johnson. And, yeah, I just, I can't. Um, when I think back, I can kind of remember this image. And, you know, I can only think I can possibly, possibly piece together. It's like a distant, dim memory of some very, very dim, vague memories. Mm -hmm. 
a certain point in the conversation, she turned to me and said, you know, you and I have met before. She just started laughing and said, uh, you and I have met before. I, I know you. And I said, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, no, I know you. I know you. I know your face. Uh, yeah, it yeah. just wasn't what it should have been. But my memory of it was so vague that I didn't even know what was wrong with it. At this point, what I remember... I still have never been able to pack it down, and I still don't really know whether it exists. Nobody but me remembers it. It's hard even to say it, to describe it. The incident bothered me for a long time. It involved the things that you're not supposed to say, the, the secrets, the, you know, the unspeakable that shows up when you're not trying to get there. music by Alex Temple and Jenny Olivia Johnson, kind of a meditation on the unreliability of memory. Each of them sent the other a memory that they only hazily 
remember now and then they went from there it's fantastic music it's hard even to say it a piece co-composed again by alex temple and jenny olivia johnson that's all the time we have today on the program for our theme co-composed but what an interesting theme it is and i do hope composers continue to emerge from their solitary environments and work together because i do think the results are well worth it relevant tones has been produced by sarah zwinkless with additional production help provided by rebecca Knightstead. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm Seth Bosted from the WFMT Radio Network, Chicago.